Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm ready to roll. Okay. We are a little late, so I wanted to keep on moving because... Um, we have a schedule to keep. So we're going to go and give you the titles, and then we're going to focus on our day of this week where our aha moment, where it simply just said we had to stop and really focus on this one day and just really really think about it. So day one was I am is here. Day two was hide and seek. Day three was if you had been here, then... Day four was Bethel for your soul, and day five was Lessons from a Man. Our focal point today, I am going to go to day three, but I'm first going to go to day two because I want to talk about this section in suffering on page 61. Suffering, and it's number two. In Psalm 6, 2 and 4, the psalmist is miserable. He mentions several problems. What are they? And then I didn't list the problems, but it says, um, what does he beg God in verse 4? And it says, turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. And so God, again, tells us we did steadfast love in the beginning when we first started these Bible studies, and it talks about his unfailing love. And here he says again in Psalm 6, 2, and 4 of his unfailing love, deliver me, Lord. Because the psalmist was going through some different things. The psalmist asked God to return to him. He felt the absence of God and the present suffering. I feel that way too sometimes. Do you? I do too. I think it's because I am so aware of my personal pain. It can grow so big in my world that everything else, including God's presence, seems to shrink. Perhaps it's a matter of our perspective, not God's presence. So here's some things that I wanted to focus on on page 62, and it helped me after I wrote it. This is kind of where our book, um, Simply Pray, came from, Simple Prayers. So in the middle of page 62, it says, consider this thought and ask God for his guidance as you look into your own life. Is it true for you? Jot down a prayer to him. So I'm going to give you my prayer. Dear Lord, I feel overlooked and left out. I know you have all this planned out. I confess I feel hopeless a bit at times. I believe you are a great God with amazing plans, and I want to trust you completely in all that you do. I need your love and your protection and your confidence. You are an amazing father, and I trust you. Amen. So here were, were prayer prompts in this prayer, in this prayer, and I wanted to focus on this because um, as we're blogging, as we're journaling, as we're writing, and sometimes we just don't know what to say, Jennifer gave us this template where it says, Dear Lord, and it says, I feel, I know, I confess, I believe, I want, I need, you are, amen. 
And you, if you can see from that template that if you didn't do it this week, you can. If you did it and you want to go back and do it because you might have something else to say. But I thought it was a wonderful template because for me it translated to a simple prayer. I took those words, those prompts, and I put my words to it, just a sentence, and it became a prayer. And then I can utter these prayers to God this week. And it's my feelings. You know how it says, cast your cares on the Lord. <clears throat> I said, I feel overlooked and left out. And I know you have all these plans for me, but I feel hopeless in them. And um, you're a great God because I gave some praise and I trust him completely in all I know I need, I told God I need your love and confidence and um, protection and that he was an amazing father and that I trust him. Amen. So I wanted to share my prayer with you all. That's on page 62, that you can do that on your own time. All right, day three was like our aha moment. That's on page 64. If you had been here then, I know you all heard this scenario. Wait, wait, let me go back. Um, I want to share this little testimony with you. Not a testimony, a story. Yesterday, um, Greenleaf was on. And um, on this week, if you didn't see this week's Greenleaf, it talks about, uh, was last week actually, um, the daughter or the granddaughter had an uh, incident where she had a, um, I forget what the word is, not a contusion, her ovaries. Um, were um, intertwined, and she was suffering with some pain before running and different things were going on, and then finally she went in the hospital. She had to have surgery, but she had all these desires. Before all of this happened, she talked to the person that she is fond of and talked about their future and their dreams and having children, and she told her mom, I'm going to get married while she's getting going under the anesthesia. And next thing you know, when she comes out of the surgery, um, things went a different way, and they had to take out um, her, her ovaries so she's not able to have children. And that is a shocking thing. Um, for a child, 17 and 18 years old. So I thought back to this when I thought about the suffering, where it says, turn, Lord, and deliver me and save me because of your unfailing love. One of the experiences that she showed us in this week's episode was that she was so upset with God. She was taking the Bible that her grandfather had given her and was ripping out the pages because she had gotten to a place where she just didn't want to know God, and she told her mom, I wish that I wouldn't have gotten saved, that I wouldn't have met him because um, now look at my relationship with him. And she said, and now all of this happened. Like, how am I supposed to go on from here? <clears throat> and and I related. I actually, we were watching it, and I was thinking, wow, this is um, really deep, and, and I'm um, curious to see where her relationship goes from here because she's such a young age and you have that confidence in God. You know when you first get saved and you, and you believe and you love God and then you have um, tragedies and different things and circumstances happen in your life that just turn your life upside down and then we have to walk through them and trust God and actually walk through his scriptures because even David says, shows us the suffering. Um, he says, turn, Lord, and, and, and deliver me. Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Meaning, whatever is going on, Lord, turn the situation around for me and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. I know your love is unfailing, but I'm suffering. And you can go back and read um, Psalms 2, 
through four, but it talks about his misery. And I can totally relate to that. So I wanted to just give you that. On page 60, we go to hide and seek. And this is about Lazarus. And we all have, um, not hide and seek. Let me go back. Um, day 64. Page 64, day three. If you had been there then, we all had it, these moments. If, you, if you've been there, if you've been here, then this wouldn't have happened. Have you had those experiences where we had to even write them out on page 65? If you, if you, if you would have been there, God, then this would have happened. Have you ever thought if God had been there, we often create if and then scenarios to explain why things happen or don't happen? If God had been there, then that accident wouldn't have happened. If God was present, then this evil or sorrow wouldn't be gone. Yet we know God is everywhere, omnipresent, so if he is there, why doesn't his presence protect us and prevent suffering? Um, on page 64 where it talks about God is everywhere, his omnipresent, he's omnipresent, um, I challenge you to just go and find a definition of omnipresent and look that up and make sure that you hold on to that word. Lazarus' sister, Martha, had similar thoughts. <clears throat> when it came to the suffering and death of her brother, what did Martha say to Jesus in John eleven twenty one? If you had been here, then my brother wouldn't have died. Isn't that something to say if you had been here? If you ever watch this story on YouTube, I challenge you to go look up Lazarus, Lazarus and his death on um, YouTube, and I talked about it on our prayer call because I talked about how um, Jesus, the all, he, the all in him, the all of God and how he knew that Lazarus wasn't completely dead. He knew he was going to raise him. But if you watch the depiction of the story, you would see when Jesus raises him from the dead, even he looked so surprised and happy and overwhelmed and filled with such emotion um, that I believe that he had to feel because he loved Lazarus, too, he had to feel exactly what we feel when we lose people. So it's such a um, great moment to go back and watch if you if you um, have time to go and pull that up on YouTube. Okay, so is Martha's statement to Jesus true? Why or why not? No, because he does not have to be there. Like he's everywhere, and that's omnipresent. He didn't have to be there because he came right in, and even though Lazarus was dead for days, he made sure that he raised him. It was a lesson for us to see his resurrection power, his healing power. She believed Jesus' presence could protect and provide power. She knew he could teach Lazarus and heal him. He had done it for others. He could do it for her. That is true, but consider this. Is it a complete or thorough statement of truth? Does her statement reveal that she was limiting God's power to his physical presence? Maybe so. And here's another question. Could Lazarus have died with Jesus right there with him, holding his hand? If so, why? I said yes. If it was the Father's will for him to die, he would have. I think. You guys let me know if you, if you think. Let me give you that question. Could Lazarus, could Lazarus have died with Jesus right there with him, holding his hand? If so, why? Well, let's let's go over to Calvary. Calvary, there's Jesus and the man on the cross, and they weren't standing next to him, but they were 
each one, each cross next to him. And Jesus died because it was the will, because it was for our salvation. And the man on the cross said, um, don't forget me in paradise. And so there's an example of his death happened even next to Jesus. That was just so random that I remember that. Um, because that wasn't my answer. But I said yes, if it was the will of the Father. If you had been here, was looking back and speculating. These are some words that Jennifer pulls out that makes me think about, like, wow, she said speculating. It conjures up a scenario that we don't know it is true. In verses 23, 24, Jesus directed Martha to look toward truth. He didn't have her back. He didn't have her look back or speculate, but to look to truth. We have to look at truth, look at the circumstances. What did he tell her in verses 25? I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. So you see, even if he dies, if he believes in Jesus, if we believe in Jesus, even if he dies, he still will live. And so that's something to hold on to. So I said if it's the will of the Father, it's the will of the Father for us to go and transition. But even if we believe in him, we shall have eternal life. Page 65, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection. He is not the I think or assume. He is I am. Oh, dear friend, if then then scenarios never bring us comfort. We don't know if our if really happened. The then would automatically follow. (laughs) We just talked about this. You may have someone dear to you who you ask the if question about. You may be the one who feels, if God had been here with me, then, and the hard truth is you really don't know. It's speculation. It's assumption. It's really coming up with these, and we do this all the time, right? We think of all of these things, that if this happened, then this would have happened, and if this happened, this would have happened. None of us do. (laughs) We feel, we think, and we speculate, but we don't know. Don't fill in the missing pieces of the speculation. See, here's missing pieces again. Recognize that God is with you. He always has been. He always will be. He may have allowed tragedy just like he allowed Lazarus' death. As you cry, so does he. Take comfort in his tears. I had to underline that, and I hope um, that you guys pause and take a moment to just think about that because, I am a person that knows um, the way I pray and intercede, that I feel the Father's heart. The way that I cry, and I'm a crier, um, but over the the last couple years, the way that I cry is a different cry in that I cry not just the things that I'm crying about, but I cry for the people or the things of God. Because when you um, draw nigh to him, he draws nigh to you. Um, you start to feel the Father's heart. And so the things that are important to him, he has these intercessors on the earth, and he has us to pray those things out. So you pray for people. Um, Sometimes you don't even know what you're praying for because the Holy Spirit has us to utter and groan and moan and pray for those things. So I took this piece and underlined it because he says, he may have allowed tragedy just like he allowed Lazarus' death, but as you cry, so does he, and take comfort in his, in his tears. So even as we're crying and going through tumultuous times, he's crying with us. Take comfort in his tears. And that's a hard 
a hard one to swallow because you're like, God, I'm crying. And, like, and you're watching this, and you're the father, and, <clears throat> and it says take comfort in his tears. I told you this Bible study just makes you think about some different things because I don't know about you, but for me, um, there's some tragedy that has happened, still happened, taken place in the midst of this Bible study. So it's eye-opening for us to just look at God in a different way. Amen. If you have buried a fellow believer, then be comforted to know he says to you, just like Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. And see that in verse 23. See also First Thessalonians 4 and 16. That's deep, right? Be comforted that your brother will rise again. How might 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 7 renew your perspective and give you some real hope? <clears throat> We're going to skip that one because I wrote it in pencil and it's got a lot going on. All right, I'm going to skip down. This is one of our scriptures that um, I have to share with you all. Um, maybe I should. During um, this difficult time of losing a loved one, it's one of the things that we've said a lot is um, right here in the middle of 65, it says to be absent. It's one of the things that we say. Um, it gives us comfort. I guess it gives us um I, I guess kind of closure into transition. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Somebody, someday there will be a glorious resurrection in SCX 24 through 15. We say this often. Welcome. We say this often <clears throat> at services when people pass to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so we hold on to that and we take comfort. At the bottom of 65, I'm going to share a little bit of this with you. Um, do you have some if and then statements you need to get rid of? If so, what are they? So I struggle with this. I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> I struggle <clears throat> because a lot of my if and then statements have come to term or I've come to reasoning with God why they had to happen. If I was doing this Bible study, and I just shared this with Stacey, if I was doing this Bible study in my younger years, I would have a lot of if and then statements. <clears throat> so one of my things is I put, if you were in the midst of that job, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Um, if I, Then I would have stayed longer. If you would have provided for me because I had went to a job loss, then maybe I wouldn't have lost a home. Um, if you were on that corner, then maybe um, this person wouldn't have got injured. And I went on and on and on. But <clears throat> really, for this, I struggled with this. Excuse me. Um, I struggled with this because um, I have, I think, an after effect, the aftershock of just realizing that I guess they're, they're comes a time in your maturity of God, within God, that when you see certain things happen and you know all things work together for the good, you may not understand every piece of the puzzle, missing pieces. There is some missing pieces. You may not understand every piece of it, but you know that this had to happen because this had to happen. So I just said this to Stacey before we got on here that I understood that um, the job loss in 2012 was for this magnificent reason. 
um, the job loss in 2015 was for this great relationship that I have had with my aunt and uncle, and they have now transitioned. Um, but that's part of my story, and so on and so forth. And some things that happened, tragedies that had happened, my mother in an accident. And I could say that if, if you had um, had the guy pay attention when he ran the stop sign, then my, then my mother would still be here. But I understood that prophetically the Lord had told us that my, he was going to take my mother years before that. And I knew <clears throat> in um, some of her journey. I believe that God loved her more, so he took her home. It's a really long story, um, but know that I understand. So my ifs and then, I have some ifs and then, but I really know that my ifs and thens work together for my good, and I hope that you guys can take that with you. Okay, we're almost done. We're not going to be too long. If and then statements are based on, we're on page 66 at the top, our own logic. We often create them to compensate for the mystery of God's actions or supposed inactivity. But, sister, there are myths. God is mysterious, and that's in Daniel, right? Don't create a myth to try to solve the mystery of who he is and his ways. Guard yourself against the urge to fill in those missing pieces with your own logic. You hear that? Guard yourself against the urge to fill in those missing pieces with your own logic. I found that scripture uses the idea of if and when often, but it uses it in very different <coughs> ways than thinking. My holes ran out. If God did blank, then I would be happy. Put that in there. If God did, I was telling, <laughs> I was telling, I don't play the lottery. But I was telling Stacey, and I said, Stacey, right now, if I won an amazing amount in the lottery, I wouldn't go um, to this job that I had. And that means that my passion is not in it. And I discovered that early on. Would I be happy? Probably not. Um, for moments, for a moment, possibly. Scripture says things like, if God is for us, who is against us? Romans 8 and 31. And we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up, and that's Galatians 6 to 9. Remember that. We will reap at the proper time if we don't give up, Galatians 6 to 9. What does Deuteronomy 429 promise under that condition? If you seek him, you will find him. That's if. So there is an if in that. There's if and then. If you seek him, then you will find him. He does the if and then statement in Psalm 66, 18, and 19. Empower us rather. How does it empower us rather than leave us passively waiting for God to do what we want him to do? <clears throat> um, we had Sharon sin in our hearts. The Lord hates sin and continues to help us. That's what that scripture is about. If we had sin in our hearts, the Lord hates sin. So if we had it, he helps us to fight the sin. How does 2 Timothy 2 and 12 provide an if and then scenario that you can really count on? If we, hold on to this one, because I put this in the group today. If we endure, um, we will all reign with him. And 2 Timothy 12 and 2 and 12. If we endure, we will all reign with him. 
<laughs> and I needed that today. There's some there's some things that we need to endure. What? No. I only have like ten minutes. I don't care. Interruption. Oh, my son is like, I need cereal. I'm like, I don't care. Um, would you say the conditional statement in John 8 and 36 was better or worse than getting your way with an if God would only do scenario? And the statement is, if God would only set you free, you will be free. <clears throat> All right, so we're almost done. Excuse me. <clears throat> we're at the bottom of 66. Oh, my gosh, this is horrible. <clears throat> I'm going to one more hole. <clears throat> um, Bible gives us if and then scenarios we can count on. Let us not, let's not let our speculations of how we would be a happy if only situations take the place of depending on his certainty. <clears throat> in John eleven twenty six, Jesus says, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Ever. Do you believe this? And I say yes because we have <clears throat> eternal life. <clears throat> Hold on. All right, I'm going to close out a little early. (laughs) A cupcake statement on page 67 is, our hope is fixed on the promise that God will do as he says. Right, just truthful. If and then statement you need most on an index card. This is our homework. Or make it the screen table on your computer and then meditate on it and memorize it. If you have missing pieces, fill them with truth. And I have to focus on that because it's the truth. We can stay stuck in a place and keep talking about what we think happened and the speculation and assumptions and not looking at the bigger picture of what God is doing in our life but know um, that even his plan for our life, um, if I can give you this for a second, well, this is, I don't want, this would take a lot out of me. <laughs> um, when you're going through even, <clears throat> even hard times or difficult moments, sometimes it could just be about you. But sometimes there's so many more people when, when God has a big, big plan and there's love and there's compassion and there's um, mercy and there's truth and there's redemption and there's love and his greatest command is love, when there's all those things involved and all those people involved, um, oh, I'm going to digress for a second, but this is so heartfelt. 
<clears throat> what we just went through in this last month, um, I said to my daughter that what if each one of us had an individual prayer that we had before God? What if each and every one of us had an individual prayer? And so, um, gosh, without giving so much, her prayer could have been this about her father, and my prayer could have been this, and his father's prayer could have been this, and so many other people's prayer could have been these just different things. What if the culmination of all those prayers were answered through a lifetime and then ultimately answered um, through all of these different experiences. So when I look back and I was explaining this to my daughter and I was like, what if this had to happen because this person said this and this had to happen this day? And what if this person prayed this prayer and this had to happen this day? And so I just went down like people that came along and that I seen like these um, great things happen during this time, and I wish I could, you know, maybe when we have conference and, and, and she'll let me divulge, I just feel like we're in the embryonic stage of um, healing without divulging so much, but there's so much um, <clears throat> that that took place in the lives of so many people, and so when I look at that, this is where um, I want to struggle with it, and then if I can give this back to you, my, my aha moment this week. I want to struggle with if and then, just like Martha, if you were here, then he wouldn't have died. If you, but God is always there. Like, are you not immediately calling on him or, like, closing your eyes every time something is going on? If you have such a relationship with him this week, I have been <clears throat> walking the house, going in the bathroom. God, I just... God, this, 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 in constant relationship with him. So I never even doubt that he's not there because I, I'm always talking to him, so I know that he's there. So when I think about the ifs and the thens, I could allude to that speculation, but I really can't because when I look at how big his plans are and the way that he weaves together all of the pieces and people in our lives and how big his plans are. And even though I don't even know what it looks like, I probably should go, we probably should all just go hang out with an architect and, <laughs> and you know, what is it called, the schematics of the things. My son does HVAC and he talks about the schematics, how the house looks and everything. We probably should sit there and learn that. <clears throat> but when you think about our little plans versus God's big plans, when you see how after it's all over, we have that testimony that all things work together for the good. And if we sit on that, that's like one scripture that you can sit on. You don't want to tell people that. You don't want to say it in the worst of troubling times. We just went through something in July, and I didn't want to say to my friend, but all of it's going to work together. It's the hardest thing that I could say. Um, in the midst of that kind of event, but it all does. So I just want to give you that. I hope you got something out of um, the Bible study this week. <laughs> Please keep me in prayer because um, I'm struggling with this cold, but I'm pushing because God is faithful. And I, and I know um, that as long as we keep on moving, um, where does that part say in Galatians 6 and 9? We will read at the proper time if we don't give up. That's what I'm holding on to. I'm going to read you that little cupcake 
on page, I think it's 67. See those cupcakes? <clears throat> I wish you can eat them right. A piece of comfort. I know it would give us comfort. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Romans 15 and 13. I want to pray that that walks with you this week. I want to give it to you again, but we're going to close out in prayer. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. <laughs> we're going to week four. We're in the midst of week four right now. Week four is, God, are you aware? And so there's five days, and next week we'll come right back and take out our, like, aha moment week. I mean, aha moment day, and we'll go over that. <clears throat> so um, hopefully you're enjoying week four, but we just recapped the week before. I want to pray. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for those that are on the line. And as I said before, we know that this has been a rough time to do a Bible study in the middle of September. (laughs) But we thank you for hanging out with us. We're going to pray. Hold on one second. I can get through it. Amen. Uh, I'm going to give you God's description back again. And um, let us open up a prayer with this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just to say real fast, I have this fish, my fish behind me, and he's been hanging with me for a year because his name is Overflow. And I wanted to be reminded of overflow in my life. I wanted God to overflow in every area of my life. And so even when I read the scripture, it says, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we ask you today that we overhope with not just the hope uh, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, but that joy and that peace that you mentioned in the scripture that, God, you let us overflow with all things, God. Help us to walk through these scriptures. Help us to just take these scriptures and that we make them a part of our life and that they transform us into something new because you make all things beautiful in your time. Thank you for this day that you've woken us up and Lord God, we've never seen this day before, but we thank you for it. That you've given us a day to just walk through hours, 24 hours this day that we've never seen before, that we had time. Thank you, Jesus, to commune with you, to talk with you, to love on you, Lord God, and time for you to just give us light on some areas that we've been struggling with. Because we're still here today, there's still hope for us, and you still have things for us to do. Help us stir up the gifts, Lord God, so that we go out in the communities and make a difference. Help us stir up the gifts so first we stir up our household and make a difference in our household, that our first ministry is in our house. Lord God, we thank you for the ministries of home, the ministries of marriage, the ministries of motherhood, the ministries of our secular jobs, Lord God, the ministries of business, the ministries of just being a friend and a sister, Lord God, a sister to others. Thank you, Lord God, that we are servants and servants unto you. And, Lord God, let us make that our first responsibility, that we serve others, Lord God, that we die today because we must die daily, Lord God, and we thank you for life. And eternal life that you promised us. And if we struggle today with some of those if and then that we bring those things in front of you in prayer today and help us to go back and not speculate and assume, but if, Lord God, you've been in everything 
all things from within there. I do every single thing. You've not left our side. So those incidents that we're struggling with, Lord God, help us to overcome. Help us to heal, Lord God, and make us whole and pleasing in your sight. And God, we thank you for all things. In Jesus' precious name we pray, Lord God. Thank you for just revelation, Lord God. Help us to be satisfied in the things of you and not going after sinful things, Lord God. Help us in our lust and um, lustful things, Lord God, and needing more and needing more and needing more, Lord God. Help us in our appetite, Lord God, that we want more of you and less of what is in front of us. God, we just thank you for all things. We ask you to bless Simply Study, Lord God, every person that's in this group. They may not all show up in this Bible study, but God, we ask you to cover each and every person, name by name, you know their name, their hair on their head, Lord God, their addresses that you would meet them in the places that they are. And we thank you for all things. We thank you for these bountiful prayers, Lord God, abundant prayers. Lord God, in Jesus' precious name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. All right, that's my last call for this week. <laughs> um, next week, hopefully, I won't be back on coffin, but we thank you guys for joining us again. We'll be back next week at 7.30 p.m. for Simply Study, and we'll be on the same prayer line, all in the group under announcements on Monday at 6.30 a.m., where we're going over, it's not in front of me, <coughs> the prayers of a watchman. And there are specific prayers. Um, watchman prayers as we get on the wall, pray for nations, pray for people, pray for governments, media, and so many things going on in the background that we have no idea. If we don't go digging for stuff, we'll, we'll never know. And I'm a digger. <laughs> I'm a gold digger. I wish I could pull my sign off the, the um, wall. Um, I dig for stuff. And so um, when I dig, we pray. Amen. So you can join us on Mondays at 630 a.m. for prayer. You guys have an amazing night. Be blessed. Make sure you take your medicine and airborne and everything and stay well and healthy. Be blessed. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.